Okay, we are in the middle of Isaiah, up to the second part, or like whatever, second paragraph of Isaiah. Um, I'm going to go straight in. We are in the middle of talking about, finally, we're bringing up, we're starting to talk about for the first time what is essence. We've been talking about the, the nature of essence, which is that like it's separate from its from the parts and imbued and is the thing that causes the parts. Now we're getting more in, we're getting more into it basically. So we said yesterday that um, Mashiach is, has this level of Yechida, which, oh guys, the coolest thing happened yesterday. I was literally like tripping out and I had no one to talk to you about. And I was like, <laughs> my time to people. I was at a restaurant with my siblings and my mom and- What's that cute? What? That's really cute. It was cute, yeah, it was a whole, it was a whole evening adventure. Um, that, Okay. La Marais. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was fun. Fancy. It was very fancy. Wow. Their steak and fries were so good. Yeah. It was delicious. Baruch Hashem. Everyone's getting a whole. Yeah. Yeah, it was very fun. Anyways, right next to us, there was like a huge group of like Yailis. Like Yailis. Sheba Yailis. Sheba Yailis. Like probably like 15 people. It was like probably like. I don't know. My sister's theory was that they all worked for B and H, and that was their boss. Like <laughs> it was like that kind of environment, whatever. And they were all sitting guess. at the table, like right next to us, and they were all just like, "Okay, granted, this story is my perception of the story, putting that out there." <clears throat> but basically, they were all like talking super loud the whole time and talking over each other and like whatever. But then, like I, I heard like the word Lubavitcher Rebbe, and they were all talking Yiddish the whole time, like no, no English. And then I heard the word Lubavitcher Rebbe, and then they were still all talking. But then the guy who was talking about Lubavitcher Rebbe, like suddenly he became the only person talking, and like everybody was just listening to him. But like it was, again, I'm not. Well, I was. No, I couldn't understand him. They were talking about Israel, and he was clearly talking about like the Rebbe's view on Israel. Hi, Connie. Good morning. By the way, what? It just like, where did I see this? I don't know. I read something yesterday how like the whole entire world is just experiencing this war through the Rebbe right yeah. now. It's yeah. so wild. Yeah. We're all, suddenly happened. the whole world, or the whole Jewish world, has the same opinion as the Rebbe. Right. It's but for the first time. Usually yeah. even the Yidin are like, ceasefire, let's stop, whatever. <laughs> Not the whole world, right. but the Yidin. The whole our world. Not the whole Yidin. Not the whole Yidin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is, but a lot more people okay. than usual. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're saying, you're saying, you're saying not with the dissenting voices. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you have so oh, yeah. That's not There's also other. They're not the only ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Anyways, you're right. Mashiach, Mashiach, Mashiach. So, anyways, I was thinking, and I've literally, like, literally, Mom, this, what we were talking about, how Mashiach is the quality of Yechida that can go that is everywhere and thus can reach everywhere you know it's not limited to a certain mode of expression yachida can be expressed through every expression as we're going to see later through pshat through ramen through drush and through side your hand can only express your hand but clothing can express you it's different okay what is the advantage of Yechida over all the other levels of the Neshama? Dalit, by the way, I was thinking, if you, I don't know if you guys are following inside, but if you'd rather me do like a little bit of time for the sake of the Hebrew, let me know. I don't know. Because it's like you actually want to follow inside. Okay. Dalit, by the way, I was thinking, if you'd rather me do like a little bit of time for the sake of the Hebrew, let me know. I don't know. Because it's like you actually want to follow inside. Okay. 
the four levels of Nefesh Ruch Neshama are specific levels, individual levels. V'chinas Yechida, he etzem ha-neshama shalemayla migeder pratim. And the level of Yechida is above any individual, it transcends any particular mode of limitation or revelation. Kishma, like its name, Yechida. We're going to talk about that soon. I'm just going So now that I'm saying, it's true that from Yechida, there extends and manifests all the other levels. But that doesn't make Yechida equal source. It's very interesting. It's very nuanced what the Rebbe is saying. It's true that Yechida is the source of all the other levels. But Yechida does not equal, is not synonymous with the source of all the levels. How? Yechida has a quality that it's the source of the levels. But it's not the source of all the levels. It's, that's like saying, I am this thing that I am creating. So, so it's basically saying like, oh, this is Hashem, and then this is Yechida, and then these are the levels, and the levels come from Yechida, but the source of the levels isn't actually Yechida, the source will be Hashem, which is above Yechida. The source of the levels, of the, all the other levels of the Neshama, hey, is the Yechida, but Yechida isn't limited to being the source. We're trying... Well, think about... Yechida go back for a second. Is that what you're saying? What? That Yechida is more than ever. Infinitely more. More, more, but not only in the way of like, oh, it has this component, but it also has a bunch of other components. It's that Yechida is so essence that you cannot say that it is anything. Not even the source of everything else. Uh, um, let's why use, is that such a novelty? Like, you learn that about... It's a big novelty. About what's it called all the time? About like, what? What's like, like the supreme, like, got like, pure godliness. Like, Right, so we do, so but we do learn about Optimus, but the novelty of this memory is that we're, we haven't applied it to our lives and to ourselves and to our experience yet. But <clears throat> to take something like this, to say that there is an essence that completely transcends any way that that essence will ever manifest, and yet it's completely imbued within every manifestation, is extremely novel to say about ourselves and about our lives. And that's where we're going. Okay, but this is what we learn in physics all the time. That, like, sure, if I never learned beyond... physics before, yeah, that would be crazy. I would, yeah, but I guess so. I guess we learned a lot of this. Thing, so. I don't learn a lot of this, <laughs> but I'm saying like no, you're right. You're right. It, it now is in high school or whatever. Like it, it, it's not that novel, but it kind of is because somebody could easily learn Hasidus and say, "Oh, Hashem is the creator." Right now, you say Hashem is the creator, and now it's like, is you know, it takes it takes um, intellectual maturity, intellectual and almost emotional maturity to be able to say, "Yes, Hashem is the creator," but Hashem is not limited to being the creator. An aspect of how Hashem expresses himself is through creation, but Hashem is Hashem. Essence is essence. Mm-hmm. 
We're, we're literally going to be talking about this for the rest of today's class, so let's just keep learning inside. <laughs> I think I kind of have the same question as about, like, why is that so crazy? Because you're, you grew up, like, with this mindset. Like, for you, like, yeah, it's of course. But it's a wild If it's not crazy, I don't think you're having DOS yet. I mean, for in my experience. And I consider myself to have been someone who, like, learned a lot of this, but, like, the way that the Reb is talking about it here is is novel. And I don't, I don't even get it. I don't, I'm the one teaching this and learning this. I don't get it. I don't get the novelty of it all the time. But like once in a while, like it hits me the novelty of it, of like, because I see the, my own web of connections that I'm putting on essence. And then it's like when you take those webs and you suddenly take them away and then you're like, there's something left behind. What kind of web? The, so- the source. Um, anything that leads to then me. You know what I mean? Or anything that leads to then the world. Or anything that... Versus like saying that there is something beyond everything. But beyond even being beyond everything because it's also within. So like it has nothing to do with me but has everything to do with me. At the same exact time. And beyond time. But like it's just... It's like... Okay. Like I'm almost right now I don't get it. But, like, the not getting it is the awareness of the novelty of it. The awareness of that I don't have something like this in my realm of access. I don't... I'm not, not getting it because I understand. I'm not getting it because it's absolutely crazy. Unknowable, yeah. We're talking about something that's beyond what we usually experience in our, in our, in our minds. Yeah. This is the difference between yachid and echad. And we're saying that yachid is this yachida. What's the difference? Echad, right? We say shema yitzel Hashem alakinu Hashem echad. There is a world. The world source is Echad. In Yachid, we're saying that it's beyond, beyond the source of worlds. Also the source of worlds, but also beyond. It's the essence, and from it comes everything, but it's not limited to being the source. Um, in the middle of Ice Hay. <coughs> And just like in every neshama, the, in every individual neshama, the yechida is the essence of each neshama. This is also in the whole hishtalshalash. At the level of yechida, which is the level of mashiach. It's, this is the essence that's beyond the limitation of any form. And from there come all of the other levels of because it's beyond any limitation. I'm actually going to skip the next bit. Um, Actually, we'll just go with it. So right now we're going to talk about two more elements of this essence. Number one, it's eternal. Okay? I love how the Rebbe says though. The Rebbe's like, not only is it eternal, and then the gives a paragraph about what it means that it's eternal. So what does it mean that it's eternal? Well, we're going to... Okay. What does it mean that it's eternal? This is one of the reasons. That's why in the future, we're going to live forever. Why? Right now in our world, we only have access to an effusion of essence. We're not 
obviously we have essence. Without essence, there's no life. But in our access, in our experience of life, we only have a diffusion of, of, of life force. That's why there's the experience of death. Because when you have only the expression of, of life force, instead of the essence of life force, there's the possibility of, of, of death, essentially. But in the future, when the essence will be revealed, there won't be death. Not because now suddenly there'll be a shift, and instead it'll be like, kind of like we, like we were talking about yesterday, we'll be able to say Hashem's name. Why? It's not because suddenly it's allowed. It's because, which is Shem Havaya, will be revealed. We're all going to literally have access to the awareness that there is no moment Hey, wow, good morning. That there is no moment that isn't part of the unity. There's not going to be an ex- There's no moment that's not, right? So then naturally we're going to say, oh, so I can say Hashem's name because that's going to be the energy revealed in the world. When Mashiach comes, the energy that's going to be revealed in the world is the energy of essence. Essence cannot be sold. Essence cannot be, think about the story of Yosef, right? Literally sold. Literally gone through Every possible, every possible trauma, right? And then he gets, and then he's, this is Visser in Egypt, his brothers come and say, oh, hi, do you forgive us? So they don't even need to forgive you because I haven't been sold, I've been sent, right? You, Hashem sent me here. You guys sold me here, but really Hashem sent me. You were just shluchim to let me do my mission. What's that coming from? He was sold. He was, and I'm using that example because like that word is very powerful. Like, but what, 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 what allowed him to have that shift of I wasn't sold, I was sent? Really high level. Essence. Essence, because, es- well, yeah. <laughs> A really high level. But what is the high level? The high level is the essence of, of beyond change. Beyond, why can, tra- why can the most Because there's always something inside of you that's beyond anything that can be changed. See, do you guys see how the implications of this? And we're only be starting to begin to talk about the implications of this. But it's huge implications. The average person doesn't necessarily know that. That there's something in you that is beyond change. That is, be, that is so eternal that it can never die. That it can never, not only not die, but can't even be reformed to be something less than its fullest light. We don't, like, we don't know that all the time. And this is, this is where we're getting at. Okay, so not only is it eternal, it's also, it's, it's perfect, it's in its highest form of being. And that's why when the world will be filled with this Yechidah, Mashiach comes, and they're going to live with this essential life force. Naturally, the world will become perfect. Oh, there won't be war. There won't be, we won't be, whatever. I don't know, I'm forgetting everything else that's going to happen when Mashiach comes. <laughs> but like all those things, like what's happening? What's the shift? The shift isn't, we're not becoming something else. We're not like going to another land and another country. The world is being revealed to be the essence that was within it the entire time. It's like when somebody, what does somebody say when somebody heals? When somebody like really goes through healing? 
I'm finally myself again. I'm finally myself. I finally feel myself. I'm, I'm finally not dissociated anymore. I'm finally not <laughs> numb anymore. I'm finally not just reactive anymore. I'm finally in myself, right? That's Mashiach. When the world, when the Yechida of the world becomes, comes through the ground. Like literally, like we start experiencing the Yechida of the world. And so we say, oh, a new light's going to, that's what they're saying here, that new light's going to be when Mashiach comes. What's the new light? The new light is the light of Yechida. It's, it's the light that's been here the entire time, but suddenly the world will now be in Shlemus because the Yechida has always been Shlemus. It has never changed. It has never shifted. Um, okay. Okay, it's funny how when I was preparing this, he was literally, I was preparing this very recently, like, and I was still tripping on Lechacha, but now I'm already tripping on Vayera, so I'm like... <laughs> But I was like writing down the same, like from Angleson's class on Shabbos. There's Shalbis. not enough time. There's not enough time? Yeah, a week is too fast. I know. But for each parsha, you're saying? Yeah. Until Sometimes. we get to Vayikra. And then it's like, yeah. give me two days. <laughs> Literally? Yeah. I know. I wish Varishas could be like longer. So true. But basically, <clears throat> we were talking about in Angleson's class, but also like in, in general, like we all know this. So like what happened with Avram and Sarah? They were Avram and Sarai, right? And I'm saying this in the most basic, basic way. Like, the actual chassidus on this is infinitely deeper than what I'm about to say. But essentially, what happened with Avram and Sarai, they were limited to certain ways of being. They literally couldn't have children. What happens? Hashem, and again, there's so much more to this conversation. Oh my gosh. But what happens? Hashem puts this hay, which you could look at as hay is Hashem, but according to the Torah art, the hay was much more than Hashem. It was like this whole, like, like Ma and Ban and Atik and Kesser and like crazy Kabbalistic things going all the way up. But then what happens? Suddenly they become their fullest self, their fullest selves. They don't, it's not like, oh, now suddenly it was shifted. Now it's a mir- miracle they had a baby. The lack of being able to have a baby was because they were functioning on a level beneath their essence, beneath their fullest expression of themselves. When they stepped into their fullest expression of themselves, aka when they got those haze, when they when they were imbued with the, when when it was revealed in them the essence beyond just their prior levels of functioning, naturally they had a baby. Wait, but can I ask a question on that? This is just for Avram and Sarah, right? Because like if you're gonna say anybody nowadays who's not having children isn't their fullest like isn't fully in their essence. Like I Well it's like not me to strong. say that somebody not having a child isn't their full essence. Like I don't know Hashem's plan. I would agree with that, but I feel like that's like something like novel to like my mind, the way that I think. Like I like I don't think everybody people would say like, oh no, you like you have to reach your potential to be the fullest you. I think on a hashkach or pratis level, in any given moment, we're always being our fullest selves. Like that person that's experiencing a trauma and they have to dissociate because you know what I mean that is them being their highest self. Because we're saying everything's the then that's also the Hundred percent. Wait, you really believe that? I do. I believe that we're always Some doing the best we can later. in any given moment. And you know why, so do you know why I'm able to believe that? Yeah, because in any curious. given moment, essence is always inside of us. It never goes away. I would argue that most people are not living in the full of essence. 
things, but it's a conversation for me. Yeah, because, 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 because free choice. And like, of course. What does that have to do with free choice? Because at every moment we have the, the opportunity to choose. If we're not choosing, then we're not living our best. But it doesn't change the fact that we have free choice. Like, even if God is all-knowing, we still have that choice. Mm-hmm. But we also can only do as much as Hashem did us the ability to do. This is such a long conversation because free choice yeah. can be forever. Well, I'm just curious about what you said. It's an interesting thought. Something for me to think about. If we weren't always doing, if we weren't doing the best we could, why would we have done it? Because it's hard. Yeah. And and because it's hard, the choice that we made was the best choice we could make. Personally, I don't think I'm living in my fullest essence. So this is a projection for myself. Okay. So like... I'm going to take back my words for a second. Okay. Not living your fullest essence. Do I believe that there's opportunity... Like that we have opportunity to step more into into our light and into our fullest self in any given moment? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Right now I could be choosing to do... To be much more my higher self than I necessarily am. And yet, in any given moment that I'm not choosing that, yeah. I do believe that in that moment, on a cosmic level, hashkacha practice, but on a very practical level, I, there's, I'm doing the best that I can in this given moment. In this exact, in the next moment, I can make a different choice. And honestly, if I really believe that I wasn't doing the best that I could right now, okay, so let me, let me push it to make me do a little bit more in the next moment. But there is a lot so of factors No, it's, this is definitely a larger conversation. Yeah, yeah totally. Interesting. Totally. Yeah. I'm sure you're trying to thought. I wasn't on board at first either. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what do you say? She used to get so mad. What are you saying? I wasn't on board at first either. I remember the first time I read it in Brene Brown's book, the first time that I ever heard the concept of, of like of everybody's always doing the best they can. Rising strong. She said that one time her therapist asked her, and she was like, yo, No. I am not always doing the best that I can. Are you kidding me? And like it's this whole whatever. And then she started like doing research about it because she's running around. I would say at a cosmic level, maybe like I can see why that's the thought process. And like if it's already happening, it is. It kind of is what it is. You've done it, so that was the best you could have done in that moment because it already happened. So like leave that there. There's no point to like ruminate over what you could have done. You did it, so that's the best you could have done. However, like in my mind, future-wise or even present moment, it's kind of a cop-out for myself. Like, I could react to you right now, but I choose to respond. You know, like if we were having an argument. You know what I mean? Like, if my mom asked me to do something and I'm in a pissed mood, I could react, but I choose to respond. And that's, I guess, yeah, I'm gonna think about it. I'm thinking about it. Wanting to do more is not the opposite of having done this. Wanting to do more is not well, the opposite of having why is that so that, right. I think we I think we were raised to believe the opposite that if I dare to look at myself through a positive lens, if I dare to see myself as good, oh I'm just gonna become lazy. I don't think of it that way though. I don't think of it as like a, as like a 
I, I think of it as a super positive thing. Like, I'm so capable of being better. I'm so capable of choosing more. I'm so capable of stepping more into my full potential. I'm so much more capable of responding rather than reacting. And why? And I feel like that's for the future. Like, that's so good to know. No, but future. that's so, like, that's wow. so in this moment also. I'm saying for now. Because you are already. No, but even, like, right now, in this conversation, it's like every single person, when you're having a conversation, it's like, you have, in that moment, a thought process going on in your head, you know, whether you're gonna, when somebody says something to you and it's offensive, you think, like, why did they say that? You know, why would they choose to say that? And in my mind, I try and weigh my words very carefully so that that is not something that comes back to, like, haunt me. You know, like, oh, you could have not offended them. Why? you just chose to, like, spit words out and, and hurt the person you're talking to. Why is that different than in the past you always did the best that you could? It's not so different. But I'm just saying that... But to me, those go very much together. Yeah. Because you're but, doing that now, that means you were always doing that. Maybe that no, looked different. I don't and think so. Maybe that looked different. <laughs> not not no, you weren't necessarily always so. doing that, but if you weren't I doing that, there was a reason you weren't doing that. But how does Tara come into that? Tara? I'm saying you said it's only maybe it was the mindset that had the same choice. I don't think so. And now you're wrestling. Right, but so in the past it doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. The past doesn't matter. But right now it matters. And then, like, the fact that, like, you have to do it. Yeah, I'm capable of more things now than I was, let's say, a year ago. So for the thought process for me now to be like, oh, no, 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 I, what, whatever I did yesterday was the best I could have done. That's not true. I'm way more capable of more of today, yesterday, even yesterday. Why didn't they? That's not true. Why didn't they? I know you have done more. I know myself, though, and I know that. Really? But then why didn't you do it? Really? Because in that moment, I, I allowed myself. No, I allowed. It wasn't the best thing. It's, it's the same way, like when you go back after you hurt someone and you apologize, like you lash out at somebody, right? And sixty seconds later, I'm like, oh my god, that was, like, I was so wrong. I have to go back and apologize. It's not that I couldn't have done it in that moment. Like, it's not that I couldn't have over. I don't know. You would have done it if you could have. I think that takes away so much personal responsibility. Oh, this is the ultimate personal responsibility, man. This is the ultimate personal responsibility. Because if you... Let me see if I can get my words out right now. (laughs) But if you are held accountable... Nope, don't have my words. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to try. (laughs) You're saying like, that was... It doesn't mean you don't want to be capable of more and you don't want to do more. Yeah. But it's motivating yourself to do more from a place of, I am always doing enough. Have you ever made someone motivated to do something by telling them, you didn't do enough yesterday, do more today? That doesn't motivate people. No, but I'm talking about an inner dialogue, not really. I'm saying, why wouldn't the same logic apply to yourself? Like, Why wouldn't this because be Because I view it in a very yourself. positive way, not in a negative way. It's like, you could have done more, you are bad, you should be or like, reflecting. It's more like, I know. I'm so sorry. Wait, I'm so much joy. Can I talk to you for one second? Yeah. I just want um, there's no, I'm not going to be here tomorrow or Thursday, guys. Oh, me either. But, anyways, I bless you guys, even though I'm not here, to like do something together, like like learn chitas together, learn like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here. You you're the glue. You're the glue. We also, guys, this was sponsored. You'll be dealing, honestly, in honor of the Thank you, Miss
Amen. Mashiach now. Mashiach now. Mashiach now. Mashiach now. Arizona. I'm starting my job next week. Monday. Like your last. You guys going to sign your lease? Yeah. But your sister's here. Yeah, I'm going. I'm flying back today. Wow. All right. I love this conversation. We have nothing. It's funny how like you can get something, but then like in the moment of like it's like wait, is it true? But that's I think that's good. It's like tired. how far is Arizona? You go so much. I know. Is it like very close by? Like six hours. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, it's fine. Oh, turn it off. Okay, bye guys. Hi, Malka. <laughs>